This episode is brought to you by Reading Horizons. Reading Horizons offers a foundational reading program that can help all students reach proficiency by the end of the third grade. ReadingHorizons.com. Hey, welcome back to FETC 2023. We're excited to have our next guest in the seat. We're going to yeah. let her introduce herself, tell us who she is, and all that kind of good stuff. So here we go. Hi, my name is Katie Shelton, and I am an education specialist with Reading Horizons. Awesome. Welcome Thank to you. the show. Welcome to FETC. Thank you. Is this your first FETC? It is, actually. Oh, that is yes. cool. Enjoying the experience? I am. It's a massive conference. It is. From people people from all over. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. So talk a little bit about what you are doing with Reading Horizons here at FETC. So I am a former third and fourth grade teacher, which brought me to Reading Horizons. And I'm here to help launch our new product, which is Reading Horizons Discovery Version 9. So it's still the science of reading. It's still a quality reading curriculum for teachers, but we've made it more seamless to deliver a structured literacy lesson in the classroom with tech-enabled features. Cool. So what are some of the features? So you say tech-enabled features. Mm -hmm. So let's jump into those. Mm -hmm. What tech-enabled features have you guys added to the version 9? Yeah. So what hasn't changed is our method and our marking system where students are actually marking improving words and explaining the why behind the language to get to that fluency with the coding. What has changed is our lesson delivery tool where teachers will have a device that they log into to deliver the lesson, and they are actually able to deliver the lesson mobile walking around their classroom, projecting any posters, images, things that you would be writing on the board. They can project that from their lesson delivery tool. They can track observational data from their lesson delivery tool while they're observing students. Then the students get onto tech after your whole class lesson, take a quick skill checkup directly aligned to what you taught that day, and the program will actually sort your students for you into groups and centers with differentiated activities. That's really cool. I was yeah. wondering about that. I, I know that that's, the, that's a big part of, her, of what Reading Horizons does, mm-hmm. is to help us make sure we get the kids in the right groups and everything like mm-hmm. that. So on the back up just a little bit, so when the teacher presents the information mm-hmm. digitally, can they also download it, print it out for students that need it in a more tactile version? You know, we actually do have a student transfer book. That's a big part of our lessons. Uh-huh. And so students will be blended in their learning. So some students will be engaging with their practice book where they are being tactile and doing letter formation, writing activities, practicing with reading, but then there's also software activities to combine the two worlds. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So when the the teachers get this data back, Mm -hmm. um, that's the biggest part I think most school districts and most teachers have is PD, is Mm -hmm. like learning it. So how do you guys handle that, you know, this big change and helping them understand the data that they're getting? Great question, because that summer professional development is great, but it's like drinking from a fire hose of information. And then it's October and you're like, what did I learn about? What was I supposed to do? So we have actually embedded on-demand professional development while the teacher's prepping for their lesson in their lesson delivery tool. They watch a video, five minutes or less. What do I need to remember and know before teaching this lesson today? We'll still have that great summer PD, but we'll have those videos to help the teacher in the day-to-day part of that. Yeah, that's very cool. So I'm curious uh, to hear a little bit more about the, not just the fact that it, that the, the data gets analyzed mm-hmm. and automatically assigns the students to the groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you, you had mentioned that the content is then also adjusted mm-hmm. for where those students happen to be. Right. So in addition to that, I'd like to hear the kind of extension of that as the students 
learn more and as they grow and as those groups change. Uh-huh. Talk about the dynamic nature of the, that group assignment and what the data is doing in yeah. order to help that teacher with those groups. And I love that you said dynamic because when I was teaching, I was not dynamic with my small groups. Yeah. I was lucky if I changed them quarterly, I'm sad to say, um, just because it took so much time sure. out of my day to analyze all of that data, grade the data in the first place. But now with this tool, you are actually able to differentiate based on the daily skill. So how did you do that day on that exact lesson? And that'll differentiate your groups and centers for you. And then what that looks like at the teacher table is with that transfer book we already mentioned, maybe your group that needs extra support, you're doing a quick reteach and you're working on reading what we call slides, that initial phoneme blending. You're reading some simple CBC words bridging into the more complex. Your medium level group is starting to decode some sentences and passages. And then your needs enrichment group are going to be reading the decodable book with comprehension questions and even doing some writing activities to really extend their learning. And like you said, it's flexible. So depending on that skill and that day, students will be moving around dynamically with their groups. Which I think is, uh, to me, that's very cool in, in that, uh, I don't know, kind of like you said, you know, you, you know, if you change them once a quarter, then, you know, you do that. <laughs> is but, it uh, really accurate? You know, <laughs> I, I can remember doing certain group work when I was in school, and it was like you were always stuck with the same yeah. kids, which, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's not necessarily a bad thing, I guess, depends on who your friends are, yeah. but by the same token, <laughs> it, it was one of those things where, well, I, and what I think of is, I, I think of, you know, now we're much older, so <laughs> our, our education experience was a lot different than what it is today, sure. but when you got put into a certain group, especially if you were a low uh-huh. you know, performing student or, or a, a, a slower learner, and, and, and I, that, I'm saying that so that's so in, politically incorrect, but still, you know, they, they, they didn't quite catch it Reading as was quickly. More of a struggle. There you go, right. there you go. Um, that, you know, that, they were pretty much there like all year long. So yeah. they, it didn't matter if they got it or not, they were going to be a part of that group. And, mm-hmm. and the, to me, the stigma was that the students who were in that group may not have recognized it in themselves, right. but they did recognize it in the other students that were in the group. So oh, then yeah. you kind of go, well, if he's in the slow group, then I must be in the slow group. And what the heck's the matter with me? So I love yeah. the fact that this can that this adjusts and changes mm-hmm. as the students progress in their learning. Mm-hmm. So they're not always in a particular group. And honestly, I mean, I'm thinking if I was a student, that would actually probably be pretty transparent to me. Right. I might not even realize what's going on just because the groups are changing. You know, I'm just in this group today and you know, a couple of days later I'm in this other group over here. Right. Okay, well, we're changing groups. And you know what else is really cool is it takes the data from the observation, which is cool in itself because teachers are really they know their students better than anyone else. And so you're actually able to quantify that observational data, right? Now I have something to report back on in a student intervention meeting or something of that sort of how is my student doing? But you'll take that observational data, it combines it with the skill check data. If there's a big discrepancy, it'll actually flag it on your teacher tool. So if you have Sally that you coded as needs support, but she got 100% on that skill check, it'll flag it for you. But you as the teacher can say, you know, I still want to keep Sally in this group or, you know, let's move Sally around today. Mm -hmm. So you can still make that decision as the teacher. You're the decision maker in your classroom. Yeah. Yeah. So along that line, um, say we have instructional facilitators that handle, you know, eight to 10 teachers each. Okay. Uh, Is there a level inside the software for a 
and over a manager? Yes, there will be. There will be an admin portal where they can see multiple teachers at a time. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that's that re- that's really handy for that that week by week. You mm-hmm. know, let's check up and see how we're doing in case I miss something because it can't happen. There's right. a lot going on in the classroom. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the student interface portion yeah. of that. What's it like for the student? Great you know? question. Yeah, so it's a gamified student experience because that's what the students were telling us they yeah. wanted. Mm-hmm. And what will happen is the students go in when they take their skill checkup that's directly correlated to the lesson when the teacher hit deliver lesson it assigned the skill checkup the skill checkup will then also determine the amount of activities they're doing and the level of difficulty of activities they're doing so it'll move from multiple choice into marking and proving words with our marking system into spelling words and then even reading some short passages and the software will even measure their words correct per minute and analyze errors with that as well and so if they scored lower they will be doing all four activities with corrective feedback as they move through it if they scored higher they do less and move on to the other differentiated support at the end is there like a scoreboard for the classroom? Do the students see how they kind of come? Is there a competition, I guess, is what I'm looking for? No, there's not. The teacher will see how the students are doing with it, but the students will not. Okay. And then after they complete the activities, they'll actually also do a post-skill checkup. So the teacher will get additional data on how did small groups and centers mm-hmm. change my instruction? Did they grow more? Yeah. You so, know, so uh, uh, sorry. Um, okay, so I, I, I get some of the gamification aspect of yeah. it, but but also part of gamification is that the peer influence, it, it, you know, is it, not necessarily having a scoreboard for everybody to see. So do the students get to see yes. their improvement? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the students, will, it, there's like leaves with it. There's like different worlds they can unlock, oh, okay, okay, and cool. they they go through like it uncovers a leaf per okay. question. Okay. It'll yeah. be reading it to them, and then the students earn gems for their activities and how they did. I saw this live in some classrooms in North Carolina. They were very excited about their all of their gems they were earning. Sure. So yes, they do get to track their yeah. own progress. That's what we're all about now, gems and coins and all that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, even if even us adults who, you know, grew right. up on like, you know, bejeweled and whatever other I like gems. Scene, right? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Was that a cartoon? Anyway, way, way before you're done. <laughs> so, um, end of year, um, What's the transference um, from second grade to third grade, first grade to second grade, so on and so on, between the students going into the next level for the next year and for the teachers to look at during the summer, during Mm -hmm. that PD? Yeah. So we have grade-specific pacing for kindergarten, first grade, and second grade. And so when we are moving in third grade, we have lessons for as well, typically by third grade most of your students are reading proficiently so it's moving into more of a tier two setting in that aspect of it so that's why those two are combined but with the grade specific pacing the next grade will be covering the skills from the grade before but at a much more condensed faster pace moving into making sure that foundation is strong and then moving into your new skills for your grade specific path cool so one of the questions educators always ask is how long is this going to take me to implement great question Mm -hmm. do you mean in terms of like lesson prep yeah like if we if we purchase this and we're ready to rock and roll and we're smart enough to go hey we're going to do this in may Uh so we have the whole summer to train our teachers and everything what's the timeline we're looking at is that that a week's worth of work is it two because you know how we work in education yeah we want this done (laughs) last month so yeah so we do an initial first day of training we bring a trainer out make sure it's hands-on engaging teachers are practicing teaching the lesson 
lessons with each other because we all know the best way to apply your skills is to actually do it. Mm-hmm. And so the teachers will have that initial experience to get that great summer professional development. But then once they're ready to teach, it really is just picking up your lesson delivery tool, prepping your lesson. That's designed to be 10 minutes or less because it's fully scripted for the teachers and all of your materials are provided with it. So they just go in, they look at their lesson parts of the day, they watch that quick on-demand PD video. You have your materials, your I can statements if you have to write those on your whiteboard every day like I did. And then you're ready to teach the lesson. So it's pretty quick and easy. We have additional days of training where we can bring the trainer back, dive deeper into the content. We offer coaching where the coach can come into your classroom, watch you teach with actual students, provide feedback, and we work with that model. That's cool. So question I like to ask. So your experience with this yeah. is, is pretty deep and the experiences that you've seen in the schools that uh-huh. you visited. Um, top three to five key words that you think really you know, defines this. I would say engaging, seamless, and easy. I mean, I saw teachers who, I had a teacher who told me, she said, you know, I'm going to be honest, I didn't know I could turn my iPad on at the same time as my computer in August. I didn't mm-hmm. know they could function at the same time together. And it I don't know how it works, but it just works. I'm projecting my slides. I'm using my lesson delivery tool. I'm analyzing data. It just works for me. I don't have to take home the grading or prep or do any of those pieces. Yeah. Well, see, that's that's perfect. And so that's a great soundbite. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. So if, uh, if our educators listening want to find out more, what's the best way they can contact you guys, you, yeah. uh, anyone that can help them out. Our Reading Horizons website will get you set up with your account executive in your state. And then we love to come talk to anyone. So love to talk to administrators, educators, coaches. And so you'd bring someone out in my role, an education specialist, to come show you the product in depth, answer questions, and even do a live lesson. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, well, thanks for sitting down with us. You're welcome. And have a great FETC. You too. Enjoy. Awesome. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Reading Horizons. Reading Horizons offers a foundational reading program that can help all students reach proficiency by the end of the third grade. ReadingHorizons.com